Welcome to Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about library advocacy. You want to find out what you can do? Stay tuned. Welcome to this episode of Stacks and Stories. I am your host, Susan Lyles, and I'm here today with two very special library directors. Um, We have Mara Polk, who is with Central Mississippi Library System, and Tanya Johnson, who is with our Madison County Library System. And these ladies uh, run these two systems with the greatest of ease. And uh, But today we're going to visit with them about uh, some legislative issues and uh, some thoughts about how people who support libraries can be better advocates. And um, so it's a really interesting topic uh, because people don't really know, uh, I've found a lot about how libraries work as far as funding and that sort of thing. So these two ladies are gonna really give us a lot of good information about that. So welcome, you guys. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, so let's start off with your budgets and how they work and where the money comes from. So Mara, would you start us off? Well, most of our money comes from our counties. Uh, We are supported by Rankin, Scott, Simpson, and Smith counties. And then we get additional funding from the Mississippi Library Commission through their budgets with the Mississippi State Legislature. Okay, and you also get some federal money too, right? Through the Mississippi Library Commission. Right. So the state and federal money funnels through the Library Commission, and then we support you guys in that way. So so that program is called the Personal Incentive Grant Program, uh, partially, and we receive um, money that is percentaged out to us, and then we use that for staff salaries and uh, to, to run our libraries. And that's actually the state money, right? Yes. Okay. And also through the state, librarians who work more than 20 hours a week receive health care benefits, correct? Correct. Which, wow. I mean, that's a big benefit. Then the federal money, explain how that works. What do you use that money for? Well, for the LSDA federal money that we receive um, through an application process, we use it to enhance our services or products that we offer at the library. For instance, this past year, we wanted to upgrade uh, to Windows 10, and so we used that LST funding to get our computers uh, updated. Um, We've also done programs where we have um, supported the STEAM or STEM programming at school, so we have uh, weekly programs at some of our branches that involve Makey making kit, very tactile experience. Coding, we do a lot of coding programs now to teach 3D printing. Mm -hmm. Um, You name it, whatever is popular in the schools, we try to be a supplement to that and and still make it fun. You know, trick them into having a lot of fun. You know, it's like oh, we're gonna play. Yeah, we're gonna learn and have fun at the same time. And so it's it's really neat to use those funds for that. And also, um, there's also this return to homemaking. We we use some federal funds dollars to 
promote uh, a sewing kit. We call it SoSo, and so we purchased 10 sewing kits, and they are available for use to the public at one of our libraries. They get to travel around, but it is a very cumbersome and, and heavy project to, to circulate to 20 libraries, but there is this whole return to maker spaces, especially for adults and that are wanting to learn how to sew, make quilts, make pillows, you name it. They want to try to do um, all these things that were popular I don't, 30 years ago. And I know that you're doing a lot of interesting programs because you are my home library. <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, like Maura said, the, the LSTA money focuses on library services and, and technology. So some of the things that we have done, uh, we have created a digital innovation lab at our Canton branch that has 3D printer. It has um, a Mac lab loaded with Adobe software. And uh, we even have a sound booth. And we really encourage our patrons. We want them to be able to express themselves. We feel like everybody has a story to tell. So we encourage them to use that in a creative way, whether they're a local author who wants to record their, their book on tape or um, submit it you know, to Amazon or something like that. Um, we also encourage local musicians to come and record music. Um, but we also want to be able to uh, teach our patrons usable, marketable skills uh, for the for the job market. And so we use our lab to teach everything from basic computer to how to use um, Excel or how to use um, Adobe. We want them to be able to go into an interview and say, yeah, I have experience using a 3D printer. And even more than that, I know how to do the design end of that. A lot of people don't realize that libraries are stepping up these days and taking on these innovative, creative things for community members to do. What advocacy is really all about is making sure that your supporters through city, county, state, federal governments understand this. So here we go. You guys explain how you advocate. I know you're both involved in the Mississippi Library Association and you, Mara, have been, you were previous legislative chair, correct? Correct. And Tanya is the current legislative chair. So Give us some feedback on how that works and what it is. Um, either one can... So, I'm relatively new to this, but um, the whole idea is to let people know what we do and the impact that libraries have on their communities. Um, we spent a day recently at the Capitol uh, and as part of the... Um, Mississippi Library Association Legislative Day um, at the Capitol, we set up a pop-up library. We had different sections throughout the Capitol Rotunda to showcase some of the things that we do that maybe people aren't aware of. It's important for people to understand that the library isn't just contained within the four walls of the library building, but we reach beyond that because we, we know that everyone um, in the community they have a need, they have a right to the access, and we want to make sure they have those resources. Really, advocacy is just about getting our name out there and letting people know that 
our full range of services that we have. And, you know, every day I meet someone who's surprised that the library does that. I didn't know that. And anyone can be a a library advocate. Your patrons, your uh, board members, your mailman, uh, your doctor that you go see every year. Um, I'd like to echo those sentiments that Tanya was saying. Advocacy is, is something that's every day, and it's intentional. Um, libraries are no longer just that that brick and mortar place where we hold the literacy and, and it, it's full of life. And because it's full of life, what that means is libraries are run by people. And that's one of the things that I always try to echo and say out loud is that if we didn't have people, we wouldn't have libraries. We adjust to those needs. We adjust to, you know, years ago, what was the Internet? You know, what are we providing now? We're providing Wi-Fi. We're providing hotspots. We're, we're providing these checkout materials that people can take home so that can che- they can have Internet access. Um, that's not at my library system currently, but I know that there are systems out there that check out these hotspots to people. However, you know, advocacy, it's, it's, it's a marathon. You have to start somewhere. And one of the things that people think about when you think library, they still think that we're the prim and proper ladies that sit behind a desk with their with our hair pulled back in a bun. They have that image. When you say librarian, they don't know what is the, the reach and the breadth and the creativity and, and all the knowledge that we share. Now what we're learning from our funders, from the people that we serve, is that we have to let them know what we need. You know, usually... When you don't say that you need something, people will say, I know I've heard this from funders. They'll say something like, well, you know, the library never told us that they needed anything more. So we just approve a budget that that was last year's budget. And so that's part of our, you know, that's our part in, in not moving forward is that we're not letting people know that we are being creative about how, you know, our resources. You know, it's like, okay. I can spend $500 on this clown, but I'm employing somebody that is a part-time clown anyway. You know, can they give us that service? Or maybe it's a library patron that can teach sewing or something like that. And they come in and, and we use their service and, and it's free to us. So we're a product of our inactiveness to a degree. And now in this last couple of years, um, I know since I was a library legislative chair for only like a, a small bit, Um, If we don't tell people what we need and we don't take care of our friends and the people that use it and invite new friends in, we're never going to get where we need to be. So in this last couple of years, Tanya's done a really great job and our previous chair did a wonderful job. Just this momentum of just growing this advocacy is energizing to someone like me who's, I would consider a middle-aged librarian in this field. Right. And, you know, from a PR standpoint, which is where I see it, um, we are not the greatest at telling our own story. We we also, like Mara was saying, we also have a tendency to, um, if we want something done, we see a need, we find a way to do it. Mm -hmm. And maybe, you know, we... We really should say, hey, we need help with this. But instead, you know, we're out, we're almost a little too creative and and find a way to do it and find a way to make things happen, which is a good thing, but can also, it's it's probably part right. of the reason why we haven't been as vocal. But, um, but I think we're learning that we really need to do that. And that is, it's, if we really want to serve our patrons and serve our communities, um, they deserve for us to to speak up and say, 
your community needs this. So every Wednesday since the beginning of January and through um, through March, we have a delegation of librarians from throughout the state who go to the Capitol. They meet with their legislators. They sit in the in the galleries and are announced, but they take the opportunity to let the legislators know we're here and we're here on behalf of your communities and this is what we need and this is what we're asking for and this is what we need to see in the budget so that we can serve your constituents. It's a nice way to have that constant presence where we're always being seen the librarians are everywhere, and that was the comment the la- when when we were there on um, February fifth for uh, MLA Day. That comment was made several times. The librarians are always here. They're always here. Because somebody said, "Oh, I thought y'all were here last week," and 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 the response was, "No, they're always here," which is great. They know that we're there, so that when it comes time for the budget, someone is saying, "Hey, we need to make sure the libraries are taken care of." Hey, I know that my library needs this, and I know all the libraries need this. So, um, so that's really what 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 it's about is just keeping libraries in that forefront and making sure that you know someone's always thinking about us. MLA does a really great job at uh, serving as that support arm for for libraries. If you guys could tell anybody, not just uh, library supporters, but the best way to advocate. If someone had never advocated for a library, what would they do? I've had people ask, you know, what what can what can I do to help? Um, I think the best thing that you can do is to be a library user and to tell people that you're a library user and to let other people know, hey, you know, you can do that at the library. You know, the library has that. In the type of libraries that I know that Tanya and I run, we offer something for every age group. Go to your local public library. See what's going on there. Um, and see, there's something there for you. See what we can do. Because we'll be, we are happy to help. But we really want everyone to come and know that this is your library. It's there for you. And there is something there for you. So come, if you haven't been, come see us. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. And we encourage you to visit your public library often.